Welcome to the Amphigory Effect Podcast with your host, Zach Brackett, and your co-host, Justin Marlowe. Let's begin. Always because of it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying uh, put Nazi symbols all over the place and that's not, you know, I don't think that that's art, essentially, but... I mean, I say let them do it and, you know, if nobody likes it, then they don't make any money. Too bad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Anyway, um, guys, this is... Started out deep, man. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is the Amphigory Effect podcast. I'm Justin. I am Zach. Hey, everybody. We are super, super pumped to be here today. I have made a new resolution of cutting back to just one cup of coffee a day, as you can see. (laughs) And uh, we we are super excited. We are going to give a little bit of a disclaimer this week. Um, We're going to be talking about some stuff that's kind of edgy socially culturally so we just want to put up forth that this is these are our opinions and we are open to discussion about them and we're not meaning to offend anyone in any way so if this stuff offends you please reach out to us tell us why and we'll talk about it like right adults yes let's be adults please. yes so that's what we want awesome so this week we hear a lot about different groups of people getting discriminated against and attacked and i was actually the other day thinking and my wife was talking to me about this how she asked the question how do men as a whole um get treated versus how do women get treated right because in today's media we hear a lot about uh, the feminist movement um, a lot about how women are mistreated or uh the social uh, ex- expectations of women, right, and how they're supposed to act and how that's wrong to put that on there. But you don't really hear that much about the men's side of it. Um, what expectations do men feel as growing up that's oppressive to them? How are they stereotyped and mistreated? And uh, you always think of sexism as man to woman, but I'm kind of thinking at the same time, and it does for sure exist Absolutely. that way. Absolutely, it does. Um, but I'm kind of thinking, you know, I think we should be fair to both sides um, and kind of see how our society has changed and uh, how how these things affect us. So we're going deep today, guys. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be good. It's going to be tough. I think we're going to learn some stuff, man. I hope we do. And I hope that our opinions don't get washed away just because we are male. Yeah. That's the first lesson for today, you know? So go ahead, Justin. Let's let's, let's start talking about this. What, What expectations... First of all, as a man, do you feel that are on you all the time? What pressures do you feel? I think we even talked about um, when you were talking about trying to learn the, the guitar. And I asked you why. And you said you have this picture of an ideal man. We yeah. said it as a joke. But I don't really think that's much of a joke as, not. you know, and so explain that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like you grow up as a kid in Western culture and you're going to see a lot of a lot of film and television. And from a, from a very young age, I think you're you're raised to try and achieve a certain a certain type of a certain type of life mm-hmm. i mean if you're you're not going to watch some movie and and see some dumb nerd uh you know getting the girl at the end of the day and having a happy ending it's going to be some you know arnold schwarzenegger type right so yeah it's been forever yeah you know? that that's not even an american thing no so i i think that yeah, I think the media plays a large part in forming 
like the expectations for how a man should act mm-hmm. as he grows up. And I feel like maybe we don't pay enough attention to that. Right. Well, I, I think that parallels, uh, interestingly to like how women are portrayed, right? Because I think we have such black and white media like pushes us to either be, you know, these big masculine men that save the day or damsels in distress. And, and we've got a lot of call to action to change, especially the damsel in distress part and have them be more lead characters and be strong and, you know, independent. And, and that's great. That's fantastic because you want to represent women as they truly are. And you don't want, um, girls having anorexia because they don't feel pretty because the media puts it. But I think at the same time, maybe not as drastic as that, but you get that as a man, growing up watching westerns and fighting movies and action movies that you like guys are always huge they're always saving the women they're always on yeah, top yeah i mean and that's the thing i don't even think it's it's not as drastic it might even be more drastic it's just more subtle and there's right. not as much complaint about it yeah i mean i think the fact that you don't hear anyone ever complain about those male stereotypes you know like the dumb homer simpson dad or yeah. the the big tough guy transporter uh, or like action movie star the fact that you don't hear any complaints about those, I think that means that they're even stronger stereotypes. Yeah, that could be it. It's so strong that it's just accepted. Like, that's that's how you want to be. And I know that, you know, I feel those pulls too. Like, I want to know how to beat somebody up or uh, I want to get big and muscular, you know, but why? Why Why do you feel like you need that? I'm probably never going to actually fight anyone. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so that's, it's crazy to me that those topics aren't discussed. And I feel like, a lot of men are kind of scared to because I think of, I think that's it. I think yeah. that it, men are afraid to talk about that because it, it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You, it is exactly you. The media image that you're to become, you know, is a stoic, strong man, mm-hmm. and talking about you know your concerns about that violates right. that archetype. Men don't cry. Men don't talk about their right. feelings. So it sort of it reinforces itself. Yeah, exactly. So you get these men that grow up never expressing themselves, their feelings, what they feel, what upsets them, except if it becomes to violence or anger, right? Because that's really easy to show, and that's what a man would show, right? In a bar fight, you know? You talk about my girl, so I'm going to beat the crap out of you, and that's okay in in that sense, but you can't change that into, wow, another one of my friends at work said something that offended me, and so... I'm not going to go talk to them about it. You know what I mean? Like an adult, it's either beat the crap out of them or stoically hold it all in until you explode. From yeah. The I think, it, I think it's unhealthy. Yeah, I think. it definitely is. And I think, I think the media is to blame for a lot of it, but I mean, again, it, it reinforces itself. Other men also, and even women too, mm-hmm. will, if you know, if you're a man and you express certain thoughts in a certain way, you'll, you know, you'll be called names. Yeah. Ridiculed for sure. I mean, if, and and I think women might be the strongest reinforcers. If you, if you don't look a certain way, you're just not attractive to certain women. And so obviously for men, there's a big incentive to, to try and appeal to those women. And Mm -hmm. in order to do that, you have to meet those stereotypes that they're looking for. Right. It's very similar to what women are. We hear them calling out men for right now and again i'm not uh, i think that's completely fine i you know like saying i don't have to be a pencil thin to be attractive 
no, you don't. You don't have to be that thin to be attractive. And I think it is something that we should call out for. But I think it should be called out on both sides too. You know, you don't have to be huge seven foot humongous guy. Yeah, to I agree. Be attractive. It's like it's just this horrible cycle. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. It's like, and I know because <laughs> it's easy to talk about. I think because uh, I was pretty small. I mean, well, I am pretty small, but I, I meant like in high school, like the years where you don't want to be small. Yeah. I was small. Right. Um, and so Here you had, I had a lot of that and I've, I've grown out a lot of it, but I had a lot of that short man syndrome. I had to feel like I had to prove myself because I was smaller. And I think that really just comes from all these things we're talking about. I had in my mind that to be okay with myself, which I wasn't, I wasn't okay with how I looked. Um, I had to compensate and I usually did it by trying to be funny, trying to be smart, you know, trying to up those qualities that I couldn't do. And I tried working out, but I can't gain weight. So, (laughs) so I'm stuck here. Right. But, um, I tried to be really fast and really good at sports the best I could be. And, you know, and I, I, I'm still probably carrying around some of that subconsciously, but I know for a fact that it's gotten better since I got out of high school, but high school is such a, like, in group out group time yeah i think it's like a little microcosm for all our little societal problems it it just magnifies everything because like you're saying the the division between groups is is so distinct it really is i mean there's so little overlap yeah you watch those movies like the jocks and the nerds and all that and and you think oh well it's not quite that bad in it but when i was in high school it kind of was i think aliens are going to use that sort of stuff someday to diagnose how just terrible our society was this century just wow what was wrong with these people so what what about you what was your like high school experience i mean i just sort of fade into the background honestly so like nerd group i guess yeah i guess but i, w- I was barely even in a group i think i used to, i used to sit alone at lunch most times and just like read my psychology book or something really yeah and why why did you feel like you had to be by yourself um i just didn't feel like i fit in with any group hmm. i mean I was I didn't have like people picking on me or anything, but like I just had nothing in common with those other people. Okay. Or at least I thought I didn't. Yeah. At the time, you know, as a as a dumb well, 11th Well, you know grader everything when you're in 11th grade, right? So. Uh <laughs> yeah, I knew even more then than I do now, which is amazing. <laughs> it's very true. Um I don't know, man, and and it feels and we'll go into a little bit more college years too, but yeah, I, I definitely felt that and I, I guess I was, we had a very, it, it's different for me because we went to a, a very tiny private school. So you didn't have quite as a separation as a normal school you would because these guys are the only ones there. So, you know, you're going to be friends with everybody, at least, you know, on the face side of it. Um, but yeah, I got, I got shoved in trash cans and lockers really? and stuff. Yeah. When I was in like middle school. Wow. And most of it was in good fun. I feel like <laughs> what? <laughs> like okay. no, like that's it a bit wasn't, of mental gymnastics. I think it wasn't. Um, it's hard to explain because we were so everyone knew everybody and we were so close. Those relationships to me didn't feel as hostile because I was I wasn't getting shoved in trash cans. I think you got Stockholm small. syndrome. Man. Maybe maybe I do, but it, it feels a little bit different. It wasn't like every well, time I, I mean, walked down you know the what? hall. That's maybe maybe that's a male thing too. You know, yeah. when you get bullied and you you don't see it as the end of the world, like, oh my God, I cannot believe that man just assaulted me. Right. No, it's just bullying because I'm a guy and guys are expected to deal with that. Horseplay, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right when, when like, even when teachers hear about stuff like that, if you're not crying about it or calling for revenge, you know, or bleeding, 
it's kind of like, well, you know, they're boys will fun. be boys. Boys will be boys. Yeah, and that, and that makes sense um, now that I was, but I was on the other side of it too, so I can't really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't really condemn people for doing that because I did it too. I mean, yeah, they probably. And odds are, they probably weren't that malicious. No, no. But the fact that that kind of behavior is acceptable. Yeah. And that you know, you as a victim are just expected to to just to deal with it. Yeah. I, I mean, remember that's insane. My, my mom was so mad, dude. She was so mad. Really? She was like calling for heads, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, because I, I think I said something off the wall about it. I probably was kind of tore up about it back then. I should have put you in Taekwondo, man. Should have just knocked knock people the kids out, block off, sweep yeah. the leg. <laughs> but yeah, sense. but I think, that's, I think that's really strange, you know? Like you get a little bit of, well, I'm a man, so, you know. I'll just I'll, I'll just it. put up with this. Yeah, yeah, it makes it builds character, stuff like that. That 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 is the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life. It builds character. No, no. Like some things do. Like working hard, I think you should do. I don't think that's just a man thing. You know, I think everyone should work hard for what you want, and that's how, in theory, you should get. You should be successful. Is you working hard? But I don't think trials like things people beating you up or throwing you in trash cans build character. You know what I mean? I don't think things like that build character <laughs> yeah that's how you build mental disorders yeah or or that's how you have th- these concepts that we're talking about right now these mindsets that we have about what a man should be you know and i think that's woefully like it's not discussed at all i don't hear this talk on at campus i mean i think it's because let's go into college a little bit yeah i think it's because um you have such outcry against males, especially white males now mm-hmm. nowadays, um, especially with recent uh, election. And I'm telling you, man, when I went on campus, the day, what was it, Tuesday, right? I think that Trump got elected. You elected, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they I, vote I was, on Tuesday. I'm sorry. It's probably know, Wednesday. On, it's probably Wednesday. Wednesday after. when I actually. No, I think yeah, it was Tuesday night. I went in Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, and I felt like that was the most uncomfortable I've ever been at school, like. Hands down, most uncomfortable I've ever been because I got so many looks and no one actually ever said anything really? to me, but I, I just felt like the scum of the earth because automatically, because I was white male, I had voted for Trump automatically. Like that was it. And I was the problem and I needed to die. And I was a racist and a bigot and sexist all at the same time. And they didn't even stop and talk to me about who I actually voted for or or what my actual political views were or why I did what I did or, or whatever. I was automatically a Trump supporter and I was automatically doomed <laughs> and going, you know, and I think that was like, it opened my eyes to some of my own problems maybe with stereotypes and how that feels. You know what I mean? Like if you felt something like that before, you don't want to do it to anybody else. Cause it was, it was not, it was not an okay thing. And like people, canceling class and giving out easy tests because the election was really yeah like it was it was bad jesus yeah it was bad it was like um one exact one test i had yeah she gave out easy tests because we'd all been up till three or four watching the election and um i was i was everyone was kind of like yeah we get an easy test and i was like but isn't this kind of telling of some things like Shouldn't we? Like political bias in a yeah, classroom yeah, type thing? Yeah, a little bit. It was, and Winthrop is a great school, um, but it, it does lean toward the left quite As a bit. As most colleges do, I'm right. told. Right, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that in itself, but I do wish that, you know, 
we would have spent less time discussing all of it and just, you know, we're here to go to school. So let's go to school. Um, I did appreciate, uh, Dustin's classroom. He, he, instead of just canceling class and, you know, or doing whatever, because, um, he, uh, he actually sat us down and talked to us about how, how would this affect our art in a good way or a bad way? And how do you, like, if, if you didn't like the results of the election, how, how would you change your art to reflect that, you know, and would that be a good thing? And he literally went around the room and asked everyone that. And I think that was actually helpful. Like, I'd rather do something like that if we're going to talk about an election in a classroom, not just say, oh, your test is canceled today because Trump won. I think it's interesting you bring up Dustin just to go off on a tangent. I'm, um, Dustin, for you guys who don't remember, uh, likes to write about like blue collar workers and people on their jobs. And I think that that's kind of telling that of, you know, the, how this kind of issue sort of relates to the, hate to say it, but the class divide in mm-hmm. our country. I, I can't imagine a blue collar worker or someone on a job taking the day off because the person that they didn't like got elected. That just yeah. seems like only well, something privileged people could yeah. do. So, Zach, I want to go into a little more detail about your experiences okay. at college, um, especially after the election, because I feel like that's probably something a lot of people can either relate to or mm-hmm. you know have been a part of on one side or the other, mm-hmm. whether they're male or not. How do we actually start having conversations rather than just giving each other the evil eye right? and assigning everyone to a team and, yeah. and you know, cl- putting our flag down and saying, well, we're on the other team. Yeah, I, I just had a thought too, is like, was I doing that to others, right? If I hear someone talking about, um, maybe not even this election, like something else, right? Do I automatically say, <clears throat> you're this type of person and I'm not gonna, at, at some level, I'm not gonna be affiliated with you. You know, and automatically saying, "Oh, you're one of those." Uh, okay, I, I try my absolute hardest. I, I not try to my do best that. too, but I think that um, I've done a lot of work to make sure that it's not things like race and sex and things like that, um, because I feel like that's such in the forefront of our minds now that it's it's easier for me to call it out in my own life and say, "No, you can't act this way. You can't do this." But it's harder for things like um, stance, political stance. It's people harder. that like bad music. That's what really right. gets me. <laughs> exactly. It's the worst, man. You put on that stuff and I'm just like, no, I can't ever speak yeah. to you again. No, but it's harder for stuff like that. And even little, little things that come down to opinions, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's weird that our minds, I think it comes back to wanting to be part of a group, you know, in group, out group. I want to be. Yeah. I think the, the group thing is a huge part of it. I, I, I feel like, I mean, people call it identity politics and I feel like that's a good name for it. Mm-hmm people are kind of choosing a team based on the circumstances of their birth rather than, you know, the, the merit of whatever arguments actually being made. Right. And I don't know how you can talk about or disagree with somebody over the, over skin color. I mean, that's not a conversation that you can have. No, it's just absolutely not. Um, I think too, it comes down to like, I, I know personally a lot of groups that I would, like reach out to and try to be a part of it emulates something that I would like to see myself as. Right. So you have a lot of people that let's just say something that's not really offensive, uh, just being a hipster, right. Being that, that, that is offensive you think to that's me offensive? actually, okay, okay. but, uh, and you're in that group, so you don't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah. I'm in that group. So it's all good. But, but you see like pictures of, 
um, what a hipster is like, right? They don't like what everyone else likes. They're so individual. Um, but <laughs> you're really not like when you think about it, but, but, but by being in a group, you're in not a group, exactly. Right? But, but you appeal to that, that appeals to you and it appeals to me too, because, um, that's, I would like people to see that in me. You know, I want people to see that I'm unique and that I do this thing differently than other people. But again, it's, I it's mean, a circle. I think everybody in, in these sort of groups wants that, you know, right. I mean, you see, you hear so much about special snowflakes, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. getting a, a participation trophy, but don't we, aren't we going in the exact opposite direction when we affiliate ourselves with groups rather than try and become our own people? Isn't I, that going in the exact opposite I direction? I think so too, but it comes down to being afraid of doing stuff by yourself. You know, being afraid of stepping out on your own, that's a huge risk to take to try to set your own your own path and your own goals. And, and when you do that though, and people will latch on to you because you're trying to be successful, right? And then you create a whole other group that someone else is going to look in and say, well, they're not really unique enough for me. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's how it should be, but it's just not going to work that way because it's scary, man. I, yeah, and I think it's scary for a reason. I mean, even on this podcast, we've had, including before this episode, we had ideas for episodes that we were like, well, guys, I just don't know how we could possibly talk about this topic without just someone spewing vitriol at us. There's just no way we can approach this. This one uh, and have I, it have it, you know, spawn a meaningful discussion. Yeah, and uh, I mean, complete honest. We want to be honest with you guys through everything that we do in every episode. This one was something that I was a little bit afraid to tackle, just because I didn't want it to come off as uh, <laughs> as white superiority or male yeah. superiority. I did not because that's not what I'm asking for, and that's not what I want. I just want to equal playing field for everyone and to understand that the same a lot of the same issues that women are fighting against today males have and they're well, not even called up we, we let's let's talk about some of those issues because okay. i think a lot of people that hear that last sentence are going to ask well you know what what on earth kind of disadvantage could a white male have in our society yeah yeah i, I think i think you're right and i think it goes back to for me mainly it's the idea that because we've been called out so much about things that happened in the past as a group as mind a group you, not, yeah, not as individuals yeah no i'm not getting you know called out on the street uh, for being white but like as a group i feel so much pressure um because of what our ancestors have done terrible terrible things you know and and but nowadays you still see that and because racism and sexism still exists and a lot of times you get it from white males that's not you know yeah. that that is a fact it comes a lot from white males um but because we are white males, we get that, we get that too, and we get that put on us. And it's like already losing a battle when I go and talk to, especially a feminist or something, about why they believe what they believe and what they want out of feminism, and I'm trying to do it in a constructive way. I'm white, and I'm a man, so I won't understand. Yeah, the, I, I've had the same exact thing happen. I've, I've talked to even with my girlfriend about, you know, the, the economics of of healthcare and things, you know, just a totally calm discussion. And she, she'll tell me that, you know, I, I just can't understand that because I'm a man. So I, I just don't get an opinion. Those right. are actual and, words. And I think that's, that is an incredibly unhealthy way exactly to look is. at any kind of conversation about any topic. My, my, my body should not play a role in, mm-hmm. in my thoughts. Exactly. You should be able to separate what I look like and how I sound from, the thoughts coming out of my brain. And it should be the same way in the opposite direction too. Like you should never shut, a man should never shut down a woman because she's a woman. Right. That's insane. I mean, that's 
to me that's caveman thinking to me it feels like if you have to do that to someone else you don't have enough support for your argument right that is that is uh, completely a cop-out to say well you're this type so you don't know i totally agree then then explain if i don't know and you might be right i might not know uh explain it to me show me like show me what i don't understand if i don't understand some some of the worst i've heard that the arrogance of it is you know I think I saw a YouTube video. There was a, a, a woman named, I think it was Sue Park, uh, an Asian woman who was, you know, she had started some Twitter hashtag, you know, outraged about something. And a guy was interviewing her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, he asked her, like, a question like that. Like, can you explain to me exactly what it is that you want out of this movement or what exactly you find offensive about this thing that's happened? Yeah. And she told him point blank, I'm not going to go through the trouble of explaining to you what this problem is. That's not something you get to say. You ever. lost. You lost. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's a non-argument. No, you can't do how, that. How can you expect someone to change and, and, and meet you halfway if you, if you won't even tell them what the problem is? You're acting like a, a petulant child at that point. Right. And we, no one can do that. We, we, have to, we have to be better as a society than that. If, if we want these problems to be fixed and I, I do believe feminism at, at its heart wants that. I think that we want ever, people in these groups that are outcrying for equality at the core, at least I hope, I hope and pray that it's for actual equality. And that's, and I can get behind that. I, I think you're right. And I think that any of the, any of the negative aspects that come from feminism is just that same adherence to a group blindly. Exactly. And, and I think that comes back to, I've seen a lot of stuff, especially around election time, uh, from both sides, left and right, um, especially a lot of people protesting Trump or Hillary when, they come, when, when a news reporter would come up to them and try to actually figure out why they either voted for Trump or Hillary or whatever. Half of them didn't even know what they were protesting or, or what they were cr- out crying against. And it was just because they wanted to be a part of this group um, and it goes on both sides. I think both sides are at fault. You know, we all yeah, are you're, at fault. you're absolutely right. Um, and it's it's something that we need to push past all this, man. And I think it comes back to what we talk to the the thing that we come back to a lot on these episodes, especially the episodes where um, there's two sides a lot of the time, is that know your argument and know what you're trying to fight for, and understand when you go into a conversation that this needs to be a conversation. And not a screaming match. Exactly. And not trying to kill each other or make the other one look stupid um, because that's not going to work either. You know, you can say, well, you just got defensive. Well, you're making them feel like they have to be defensive. And I think you need to just come into these places. And if you actually want equality, you actually want people to hear you explain your thoughts and your feelings in a rational, calm way. And at the end of the day, if you don't come to the same conclusion... That's, you know, that's, you just wipe your hands of it and be done with it and don't let it affect your entire life. Totally agree. I think um, we should briefly go over some of the other issues that we think that men are facing today just to kind of cover all our bases and let everyone know what it is we're crying about. Right. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, The the first one that bothers me the most as, as someone, you know, just about to really get into university for the first time is... Things like, um, well, l- let me start with an anecdote. I, uh, you know, just finished my semester and I happened to get an award um, from, you know, somebody, it doesn't matter. 
the important thing is I was, you know, sitting down and they had a slideshow of all the faces right. of people who won awards. I was like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, of course, I chuckled really hard when I saw my own face because right. my <laughs> picture was extremely goofy. <laughs> but uh, what I noticed was, you know, I, you know, I was sitting there waiting and I watched it scroll through a couple of times and I was like, wait a minute, where are all the other dudes on here? Hmm. And I eventually sat there and counted and then I counted through the little brochure. There were seven men out of almost 125 people wow. winning awards. And if you look at statistics today, you'll see that women are graduating university at a much higher rate than men. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that some of the laws and you know societal changes we've made to try and help women have actually hurt men in the process. Rather than making it equal... Right, you know, we've bashed men down as we've lifted women up, and I, I, that scares me. You can think, you can definitely see it. Just I think in your own mindset, right? As a man, um, you think, well, I'm not going to say this in front of women, or I'm not going to act this way in front of women because I don't. And, and that's a great way to act in some scenarios. You don't, you know, you don't want to be offensive. But at the same time, it makes you so defensive about everything that you lose some of the things, and you might not take risks that you would have taken, and that that could mean that you end up out of school or. I think even simpler situations are, you know, now on a college campus, you don't really know as a man whether it's polite to hold a door open for a woman oh, or man. not anymore. I mean, that is insane to me. Yeah. That, that we don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah. And then it's the, um, I always play it safe and I do the uh, throwback door yeah. hold open. Yeah. So I do that too, but just because I'm an <laughs> asshole and I don't care. But yeah, I mean, that, that's wild. That, 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 that is an issue. Sorry, all the that's got me. Um, is insane to me, you know. Um, holding a door for someone or a woman. I'm not saying that you need to be held the door open for. Yeah, but you. I mean, I'm just I'm worried that as we as we focus on these other groups that do need help, these minority groups, you know, the majority group are we are we getting left behind? That doesn't seem like a quality. Is it just going to be like a seesaw kind of effect? Yeah, I, God, I hope not. In the future, it's, you know... Just permanent civil unrest because some right. group always feels like they're being screwed? Mm-hmm. That sounds horrible. And, I, and I'm and i I'm saying that we need to be... We need to have these thoughts in the forefront of our minds um, to make sure that when you are building up minorities and building up people who feel um, discriminated against, which is a valid and true cause, and that should happen, to make sure that you don't push everyone else, not just the majority, but all the other minorities too, and everybody. Don't push everybody else and end up becoming what you're calling against. Yeah. And I think that you can see that, um, that you could see the the first hints of that, and especially in movements like these that we've discussed, that, that um, maybe people are joining not really knowing what you're fighting for. And that's another thing. Know what you're fighting for. Don't join a movement without knowing exactly what their stance is because you don't really know what you're being affiliated with um and like um like i said it works in the reverse so you have people joining the feminist group that don't really have feminist equality things at heart but you also might have people joining other groups that actually have pure intentions but are getting brainwashed and tricked into fighting for something that's not really just yeah i think it's it's just we need to all be more cognizant of our ideas we Mm -hmm. need to I know it's cliche to say, you know, not see color, but don't even worry about that. Just try and focus on the ideas that that person is feeding you. Right. That's what actually matters. That's what's going to change the world for the better or for the worse. Yeah. And one thing I really like about Wanthrop is they stress to think about 
your thinking, critical thinking, you know, think about why you feel these things and don't just act out of impulse. Um, take a, take a minute, you know, stop and think and say, well, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel left out right now? Why do I feel discriminated against? Um, how am I making others feel by these conversations that we're having? And I think that, um, I think we're, I think we're going to end up. Okay. I, I sure hope so, Zach. We've got a, we got a long way to go. I mean, I don't see the, the current issues that mm-hmm. we've been talking about going anywhere anytime soon. No, they're not. And they might even get worse. And yeah. that's why we need people to stand up for both sides and join together instead of saying, well, our in-group is better than your out-group. You know, not right. men are better than women. Women are better than men. No, you know, let's, let's all just be the same. Let's just be people and be valued for our opinions and our work ethic instead of our race and gender and sex. And pronouns. And pronouns. <laughs> All right, that's about it for today. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us. I know and it was hard for some yeah, of you. Yeah, we, we went to... Uh, it's hard for us too. It, it, was, it was difficult, but I think these are conversations that we need to have because this is how we feel about some stuff. And so if you guys, again, if you disagree, we're more than willing to talk to you. Absolutely. Please comment. Um, the only thing we can do is uh, com- like reply to your bringing stuff up. We'll never know we hurt your feelings if you don't tell us we hurt your feelings. And we're just so, going to assume that we were perfect perfectly fine and that yeah. you yeah, like exactly. it all. So if we don't get any comments, that's what we'll assume. <laughs> uh, remember, guys, please subscribe, like this video, uh, go do all the social media stuff. We revamped our website and our Patreon. We've done a lot of cool stuff over there, so go follow those links below. Um, if we reach 50 YouTube subscribers or 10 Patreon members, we will plastic it my car. It's going to be awesome. And um, we're having a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Yep. See you next week, everybody.